Hi there. Thank you for joining us on the Redeemer Church Podcast. Here at Redeemer, we exist to see Christ exalted in our church, community, and world. It is our mission to lead people into the presence of God, devotion to His Word, authentic fellowship with others, and discovering their ministry. We hope this podcast is just one of the ways you connect to God's presence this week. Let's check out this week's message. Well, good morning. It's good to see you all. This is week two of our launch series. And in this series, I've had the awesome opportunity to sit down with some friends of mine and talk about ministry, talk about the vision of what we're trying to do around here, especially as when the month of September rolls around, we're kind of full swing in terms of what our programming looks like for Redeemer. And we just want you to know what you can participate in, what you can take part of, how you can serve, how you can get involved and kind of what our thought process is behind all of that. And last week, We got to talk about the topic of discipleship with my friend Garland, who's the pastor of spiritual formation. Uh, And this week, I get to sit with two more of my friends, uh, and I get to chat about, or we get to chat about service and outreach. Uh, So Allison, could you tell us a little about yourself and what you do around here? Yeah, my name is Allison Myers. If we haven't met, some of you may have seen me. Sometimes I sing, sometimes I help out with youth. Um, but we have, my, me and my family, we have been at Redeemer a long time. I have been here 14 years, but my husband has been a part of this church since he was 17 years old. So we have deep roots um, in, this, in this place. This is the only church that my kids have ever known. And um, we absolutely love Redeemer. This is our family. Thank you. I love that. My roots are not as deep. (laughs) I have been here two years, um, but we love it. My family loves it. And um, as the serve and outreach director, just helping the church to do just that, serve others and do outreach in our community and around the world. Well, thank you guys for joining me this morning and getting to talk a little bit about the vision behind Um, what y'all are trying to do around here, as well as how we can uh, participate in that together as a church. Allison, last week, Garland and I talked a lot about spiritual formation and discipleship. And you and I have had a lot of conversations around these topics uh, as well. And in particular, um, some of these conversations have kind of revolved around the connection of discipleship and mission. And so I'd love if you could share with us some of your thoughts on how discipleship and mission and outreach are actually a a similar expression of the same thing. Yeah. um, Being disciples of and missional partners with God is literally who we were made to be. Literally. In Genesis 1, we spent all summer in Genesis. I know we were done, but let's go back for just one second. Um, In Genesis 1, we learned that we were made in His image. And then we were given the task to co-labor, to partner with him in bringing his kingdom to earth. This is who we are, and this is why we exist. This is our, this is our literal and actual purpose. Um, Garland spoke last week about spiritual formation, and I loved so much of what he had to say. If you did not hear that message, I do invite you to go back and listen to it. But I particularly loved the definition, the Dallas Willard definition of spiritual formation that he used. He said, spiritual formation is the process of the transformation of the heart. Um, The heart is being formed in such a way that its natural expression comes to be the deeds of Christ done in the power of Christ. 
He talked about the way that we are formed, not just spiritually, but really in anything is kind of this threefold, um, this threefold thing of truth, practice, and community. And I think as we get to know God better through the person of Jesus, we see that serving and loving people is the natural expression of God's heart. And then therefore is to be our, is the natural expression of, of our heart. But I think sometimes um, when we hear things like this, definitions or truth practice community, we're such linear thinkers, I think a lot of times. And so sometimes we um, make the mistake of thinking, okay, this is an order. There's an order to this. I, first, I'm going to hear the truth in my mind and then it's going to change my heart. And then after that's happened, then I can go out and do. And I just don't know that that's how it always happens. I think sometimes that's how it happens. Um, but sometimes by engaging in the practice, by engaging in the doing as a practice, then our heart is transformed. And then we want to know. And, and, and so it's not as clean and linear. Um, God is just so good in, in being creative and in really capturing our hearts in so many um, different ways. I love that. And one of the things that strikes me about that is I think sometimes as Christians, we believe that all of our belief has to be in the right order and we have to believe the right things before we start going and being the hands of, and feet of Jesus, before we start doing things. Um, but when you read in the Gospels, uh, and Jesus calls his disciples to him, he's not asking them big theological questions. He's not asking them, what do you believe about the Messiah? What do you think about all of this? How is this going to all happen? And provided that you answer these 99 questions, perfect, maybe you can come along with me on a journey. His invitation is really simple. Follow me. Totally. Do the things that I do. Practice yeah. the things that I'm doing, and then we'll we'll work out right that the mind thing. We'll work out the theology. We'll work out the belief as you practice. We literally we kicked off um, middle school kicked off their programming last Wednesday night, and that is exactly the lesson that Josiah taught to our seventh and eighth graders. That it's so important to see that Jesus called them not after they were all perfect and had their ducks all in a row. He just called them. And the invitation was to follow him. And in our following of him, then things fall into their right order. Then the answers click into place. We don't have to start there. It really is a formation process. We are being formed as we follow Jesus. And sometimes that we follow him by thinking and praying and reading. But sometimes, a lot of times, we follow him by going and doing and being. That's awesome. Well, Amy, are you ready for the next question? I'm ready. Give it to me. You and I have had a lot of conversations about how we are to serve in our community, nation, and world. And I'd love if you might take a little bit of time to share with us your vision of what Redeemer Serve and Outreach Ministries look like. So what are we trying to do in those departments? Absolutely. Before we get into the do and the what, I just want to take a moment to share the why. Why we do this, um, like Allison said, it's a natural expression of who God created us to be. And outreach at Redeemer, we kind of—it's a vision of we do this so that Christ is glorified. It's that simple. Spiritual formation is not easy, but it's not complicated. It's simple, and that comes from though Matthew five sixteen. 
Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Glorify God. Our Father in heaven, that's why we do this. And I want to be careful for any of my recovering legalistics in the room that this isn't a process to check off boxes. This isn't to glorify yourself and make sure you do all the right things. We do this to glorify God, not us, not even Redeemer or the church, but to glorify God. It's amazing to think of the honor that it is that we get to be a light to glorify God. The creator of the universe has asked us to shine our light for him. And I get it, life is busy. I get it. (laughs) But we have to prioritize being a light Mm. and just showing up and doing what God has called us to do. That's that's great. Uh, And so how can we actually do that here at Redeemer? I think sometimes we get a little hung up and going, or at least I know this is me. I love abstract things. I love to solve abstract problems. But sometimes after I solve the abstract thing or problem, I forget to do something with it. Uh, And so how, how can we get plugged in around here at Redeemer? How can we put that vision into practice here? Well, Redeemer's vision statement is also simple. It is to seek, we exist to see Christ exalted in our church, in our community, and in our world. And so that kind of organically gives me three points. Oh man, hey, look. Learning from the The three pointed sermon is a trap. Once you start, you can't stop. Keep going. You're going to be talking in three points the rest of your life. This is how this works. Well, point number one is the church. I mean, how do we see Christ exalted? How do we see Christ glorified? right here in the church, and it's serving, getting plugged in. So many of you are already involved with some amazing ministries that go on here at Redeemer. Just get in, serve, be a part of it, and because we all have something. 1 Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And I mean, I can hear it now, you're like, I don't, I don't know what my gift is. I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified. Give me a minute. I'm gonna, let's try something. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. There you go. We have completed how to be a greeter 101. <laughs> all qualified. You're all ready to sign up. And it really is that simple. Tammy would like to talk to you. Yeah, she's taking notes, I'm sure. But it's really about, I mean, you've heard me say this a lot. If you can smile, you can serve. It's about showing up. And if you're still unsure, well, I I don't know where my gifts play out. Out in the lobby, as you heard earlier, we will have tables set up with the different departments and the different ministries. Just go to the table, talk to people, put your name on some lists and just commit to show up. Well, and I would add, if you can, you said, if you can smile, you can serve. If you can learn someone's name, you can serve. Um, Like I said, I work a lot with the youth and, and before coming to Redeemer, I was a youth pastor at... Kirk of the Hills, and uh, there was a kid. I will never forget this this happening. I, I was there on a Wednesday night a little bit early getting stuff set up. I was walking through the youth room and passed a kid and said, hey, Tyler. And he stopped, and he looked at me, and he goes, you know my name? He's like seventh grade boy in all of his eloquence. You know, you know my name? And I said, yeah, Tyler Spittler. And he goes, Cool. And we moved on. <laughs> and, and Tyler always came, but the way that Tyler engaged from that point forward was different. I always knew Tyler's name, but Tyler didn't know that I knew Tyler's name. 
Does that make sense? We, I think sometimes we scare ourselves out of serving, especially in places like middle school, because it's a scary season. It's a scary time. We don't want to go back to that time. But sometimes it's really as simple as just learning somebody's name, just being willing to show up and learn a couple names and notice um, notice people, look them in the eyes, say good morning, say hello, say, hey, Tyler. Um, sometimes it really is just that simple. It's that simple. Um, okay, point number two. It's oh, easy. We're ready. We're ready. Uh, community. Again, how do we see Christ exalted and glorified in our communities? Same answer, serving. It's going out into your community, whether that's the greater Tulsa metro area or your literal neighborhood. And just loving people. And I, I get it. Some people are hard to love. EGR is extra yes. grace required. They're, they're a, little, a little hard to love. Um, but I want to challenge you with this scripture. 1 John 4, 20 through 21. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister from whom they, can, from whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Again, it's simple. You love your brother and sister. Well, is it my brother and sister in Christ? Because I can love them. But what about my neighbor or that coworker? Or when I go serve at that place and it's, they don't look like me. They don't think like me. They don't have the same beliefs as me. This takes me back to, um, I met a Hindu man we were standing in the hotel lobby waiting back when Redeemer was welcoming all the Afghan refugee families, most of whom were, were Muslim. I was standing with this Hindu man as we were waiting to welcome them. And we got to talking about being raised in India. What his family bred into him was to hate everyone that was not Hindu. That everyone who was not Hindu was not worthy of his time to talk to or be a part of. In fact, he should hate them. And so we got to talking through how did this change? Why are you here greeting this Muslim family? And he said, you know, I had this realization that they may not believe in the same God that I believe in, but I believe that my God created them. So I'm going to love them. And just like we are call ourselves a child of God, news alert, our God created everyone. Hmm. So Everyone is his child. He loves everyone. And so we are called to do the same. Whether they believe like us, look like us, we have to remember that the God that we serve created them for a purpose. They just may not know it yet. And it's our job to be a light to show them. I love that. That's great. And so there's so many areas where you can love your neighbor. Again, maybe it is a literal neighbor taking a meal to them during a hard time. Like the one next door. Or maybe it's out in the community and you're like, I don't know where to serve. Redeemer alone, we have served with over 14 different ministries and outreaches right here in our community. And I have a list of those I'd love to share with you. Join with us when we go out and serve at Serve Week or just monthly family serve nights. But if you have time and your schedule and you're in a season where you can go out and serve on your own with your family, with your small group, with your friends, on your own, Redeemer, I looked it up this week. I Googled it. There are 18, over 1,800 religious or faith-based nonprofits in Tulsa. 
1,800. That's quite a few. So I would love to help you find one that you're passionate about. I'm sure within that number, there's going to be something that you believe in, that you can get plugged in with. So point number three, the world. How do we see Christ exalted in our world? Again, it's serving. Like, ah, serving, going. I can't go right now. It's bigger than that. There's so much more that we can do. Like Redeemer, we partner with 15 different international missionaries and ministry organizations. And so earlier I mentioned, we are called to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And so that comes from Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So from this, you can clearly see we are called to encourage. And again, that that could mean signing up for a newsletter or following them on social media, becoming an advocate for our mission partners maybe reaching out and supporting financially. Maybe it is sending them letters and prayers, keeping them in your daily thoughts, just letting them know that they are seen, that they are encouraged, and that they are supported. But it may also mean literally going, shining your light around the world. And if you've met me, you know this is kind of what I'm passionate about, is the the going. But I understand that's not the season for everyone. But coming up next year, a little plug, we have over, we already have six international trips planned for Redeemer to go on to be a part of. And if you can't wait till 2024, this November, we have a trip going to Dominican Republic. Um, it's a medical trip, but you don't have to be medical. Uh, we have a few spots left. So again, I'll be out in the lobby. I'd love to see you. A little plug there. Um, but as Allison said, this isn't linear. They aren't mutually exclusive. It's like, well, I'm serving at the church, so I don't have to serve anywhere else. Well, I'm, I'm going on that mission trip later. Check, I'm done. No, it's about where you're at. Serving in the season that you're in is going to look different for everyone. And it's, it's not a step. It's not a process. It's just learning to love others, do good deeds, and encourage others to do the same. Well, thank you so much. It's so exciting to hear about all the different things that we can get plugged in around here, particularly as adults. I also want all of your feedback. If Amy starts talking in sets of three, I will know that that has stuck and I have rubbed off some. So I, I want to know if she starts going into meetings and telling you three points. That would be so fun. Uh, Allison, is serving around here just for adults? So we just talked about a ton of different ways that adults can get plugged into things. Um, is that where it stops? Oh, absolutely not. I realized right this second that when you asked me to tell everyone who I was, I never actually told you what I do here. Um, My title right now is family pastor. And so I get to work alongside Pastor Hillary with our children's team um, in, in shaping and forming and helping families and children birth through 12th grade know Jesus. And part of knowing Jesus is serving Jesus. And so um, I, I think you saw on the video, we have families from our children's department and from our um, youth department that are serving in the community. We actually have a phrase, a saying that we say at Redeemer students that we are most like Jesus when we serve. And so really trying to help them see um, that Serving Jesus isn't, knowing Jesus and going to church aren't activities that we do. Loving Jesus is who we are. 
That's great. It's who we are. It's who we are um, when we're in this building, but it's who we are when we're not. And so giving them opportunities through local missions, we do um, a serve week for our fifth and sixth graders, um, eight through 12th. Um, we've done out-of-town trips, Chicago, Colorado Springs, Milwaukee, um, and then our, actually are planning this next summer to take students on an international trip to Guatemala. So no, this is absolutely not... Um, not just a adult thing. And we intentionally moved high school programming off of Wednesday nights onto Sundays so that our high school students could serve in our middle school and children's programming. So we're really trying to build that into the ethos of what it means to love Jesus and follow him. I love that, especially as a dad of three kids. And I'm thinking through like, uh, there's this book, I don't know if y'all have read it, of course I'm naming a book, uh, called Sticky Faith. Um, and one of the things that I think of as a parent is how do I get my faith, my belief in Jesus to stick with my children? Uh, and I honestly believe the best way to do that is to orient a family around service yeah. and mission and to go like, we put our financial support into these things. We put our time and our presence and we involve our children with us as we do that because it teaches something profoundly important about what we value and who we are and what we do. So thank you so much, both of you, for leading the charge in those types of directions. Um, and we've talked a lot uh, this morning about serving in the church and in nonprofit organizations and, and things like that. Uh, but I believe there really is a little bit more to mission, a little bit more to service than just serving in the local church. Uh, and you should do that. We would love for you to be a part of that. That's why we have all these tables out here for you to leave this morning and sign up in those things, um, as well as to go, whether that's in the local context, the national context, or global context, to go and serve. Um, but when I've been reading the Great Commission, something stuck out to me that I think that I've, I've missed a bit. So I'm going to read for us Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20. Um, and I'll read that for us, and then we're going to talk about it. Uh, then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Uh, what I love this is this is Jesus going, you don't have to wrestle with a mission or a vision statement. I'm going to give you the mission and vision statement of the church. Go do these things. Um, but one of the things that I was, I was doing as I was rereading this passage is sometimes I'll, I'll open it up in Greek and work through it. And I'm going to do my best in two minutes or less to give you a quick mini Greek lesson. I know you woke up this morning wanting this so badly in your life. And you all know I wouldn't be me unless if I did something along these lines. Um, but in Matthew 28, 19, there's this phrase that says that Jesus says, therefore go. And it's translated as a command. And there is that emphasis there. It is a command. Now that verb, and I'm going to Greek out on you for a second, so like just... Bear with me. That verb is actually an aorist passive participle, right? You know, the old, the old, good old aorist passive participle. Love that guy. Uh, but what that actually means for us, practically speaking, in terms of like layman's terms, real human being words, um, is that there is this command aspect to what's going on. Jesus saying, go. But there's also a reciprocity, a passiveness to it, which could be translated, or we could grab the nuance of, as you are going, now, as you are going, 
Uh, And that emphasis has more of this emphasis of as you go about your daily life, as you engage your family, as you engage your workplace, as you engage loving your neighbor, and when we say that, we go, who's our neighbor? Maybe start with your literal neighbor, go go figure. As as you lean into your community and you go about your day-to-day life, believing what you believe, holding Jesus as close to your heart as your savior, practicing your faith, that it exposes other people to the love of Jesus, to the love of God. And so part of this in the Great Commission isn't just a, hey, how do you serve in our four walls? Hey, how do you get passionate about organizations that we're passionate about? Yes, do those things. But a big part of mission is going, God has called me and you with special gifts, talents, and abilities that no one else has that he's gonna put you in contact with, with other human beings in your family, your neighborhood, your workplace, that no one else has access to, where you get to be a missionary, a Christ ambassador, exactly where you're at. And one of the things I want to encourage us or challenge us on this morning is to take that call really seriously. We typically, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is a little worship insider information. Here you go. We typically, if you come here regularly, you know that we, a lot of times, we'll close with a song. We close out the sermon and, and we put a song there. That's, that's on purpose. The song is chosen on purpose and that space is created on purpose, not just as filler, but to give you a minute with God, with others, to respond and reflect and to, to praise out of what you just heard. Well, we very intentionally this morning, we do not have a response song. We have a response lobby, a whole lobby full of what can I do? Where can I go with this wonderful information that I have? We have a whole lobby full of of not, please, please, please do not go out there and, and think, okay, I gotta sign up for something or God will be mad at me. Absolutely not. We just want you to know, um, we want you to acquaint yourself with the way that we feel God has called Redeemer to serve in this place, in this community, in this world, but also the opportunities that you have through us to do that. Um, so I'm gonna pray for us. Well, before, and, before you oh, yep. pray, uh-huh. a couple quick announcements before you leave, before you leave this place. There is a congregational meeting tonight at five. Um, please mark your calendar on that. Plan to join us. In here. In, yes, in here. Uh, next week, one service, and we are starting a new series uh, in the book of James. Next week, one service, book of James. Very exciting things. Don't miss a congregational meeting. I'm going to pray for us, and then at amen, you can just walk so excitedly out to the response lobby. Uh, Let's pray. God, you are good. And we are grateful. As we do come to know you better through the person of Jesus, um, it really is overwhelming. Your patience and your kindness and your love and how so often um, just the act of looking people in the eye hugging, touching, healing people that hadn't been noticed in so long, that, that noticing people is something that we can do and that when we do that, we are being like you. So fill us first with gratitude for what you have done for us and then help us be so brave to live out of that gratitude 
to transform our hearts so that the natural expressions of our lives are the things that you want done in your world through the power that you promised to give us to do them. We love you, and we thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, guys. Once again, thank you for listening to the Redeemer Church Podcast. To stay connected with all that God is doing here at Redeemer, you can visit RedeemerTulsa.org or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Have a blessed week.